Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. Happy New Year. 2020 is upon us. The new series of the Sunday Roast is now live. As also is the Patreon account. So, let's dig deep. January is obviously a month famous for having loads of cash. So let's donate and let's keep the Sunday Roast alive. So basically the plan is, okay... I've got some big ambitions. I went down to the sea last week and I wrote down a list of things that I'd like to do this year. Very self-indulgent, but it was enjoyable. I would like to do a live show of the Sunday Roast. I'd like to do two roasts a week, where basically one where it's just the normal Sunday Roast and then another one where I like bring on guests and basically like roast them directly to their face. But like bring them on under the guise of it being a serious interview and then just like insult them about their divorces or something like that. If you guys are interested in this, and even if you just want to keep the normal Sunday Roast alive, please donate, because it's actually taking so much time up, and I want to keep it going. I would like this to become an actual legitimate career. You guys can make that happen. So please do. The link is in the bio. I've never used Patreon before uh, until recently. I subscribed to a couple of other ones. But yeah, it's quite easy. It's quite straightforward. You know, you can donate anything that you want. I think the minimum is like 3 euro because it's not 1862. But um, yeah, donate anything you want. Actually, I'll make you a deal. If you donate more than 5 euro a month, even 5 euro a month, I will, you can just give me the name or details of any of your friends or family and I will send you a personalized roast. But otherwise, yeah, down the line, I'm going to hopefully start introducing live shows, do like a mini tour of some sort. Uh, of the Sunday roast with guests and then maybe do like like a Wednesday roast or something as well I don't know it's all in the works but basically please donate anyway back to bloody business uh, 2020 oh haven't seen you in a decade lol uh, cool Joanne you won't be seeing me for another decade you literally won't be seeing me for another decade. And I know you're cutting my hair as we speak, but I will move elsewhere because that is so unfunny. Criminally unfunny. And maybe I'm just a little bit angry. Maybe it's that sort of weird period, you know, post-New Year's where the sort of mask has slipped and all of that galleons pretending we were doing in the run-up to Christmas where we pretend to like and love things a lot more than we usually do. It's now gone. It's now this grey, oblique future we're staring into. It's cold. There's nothing to look forward to. I literally have about nine cent in my bank balance because the idea of having a cheap Christmas in Ireland is impossible. You're literally Helen the Generous in the pubs around Christmas. And the worst thing is, you know those people? I meet people who are making like serious money, like literally seven times my salary a year. And they'll sit there with their fucking hands in their pockets and they'll let you buy the drinks. Do you ever get that when you're stuck it around and everyone's on the points and then all of a sudden you, with literally four shekels to your name, the round comes to you and everyone sort of looks at their glass and they're like, yeah, we, uh, we go stiff boys. Um, no, can we stay in them? My waddies in the Guinness, please. Can we please do that? Then it's like, ah, yeah, what you, G&T, is it? Yeah, yeah, G&T is all round. Cool, that's the end of my night. I've literally bought one round of drinks and that's the end of my night. Uh, Patreon, Patreon. But do you, know, do you know what I mean? They're like, it's, it's, it's the worst. I, like, I, was, I was just getting now, I'm getting more irate by the most simplest of things. I walked by a shop the other day uh, and it literally, it's like a, like a delicatessen. And on the front of it, it just had, like, one of those bullshitty, you know, statements. Sandwiches made with love. 
What? Okay, don't be making love to the sandwiches, firstly. And secondly, I don't want my sandwiches that I'm buying to be made with love, okay? I just want a normal sandwich. I'm not on fucking sourdough or anything. I just want like a normal, like a basic sandwich. How hard is that to do? And the language they're using these days. Layered slices of artisan prosciutto on a bed of fromage sourced locally from proud homogenous stalwarts. A.K.A. This is a ham and cheese toasty, but just because we're fucking using, like, a thesaurus for the menu, I'm going to charge you an extra six euro. It's absolutely absurd. And even now with my family, you know, all of the novelty of having Mark back for Christmas has totally worn off. I'm sitting in my kitchen the other day, right, on the couch, and the house is freezing. Baltic. Genuinely. Freezing. My dad walks in, I was like, Dad, yeah, Baltic here, can we, yeah, can we stick the heating on? What? You're cold. Yeah. Get a jumper on you then. What? I shouldn't have to wear a jumper inside. Why would you have to wear it? Like, surely your home is the one place you don't need to dress up. I shouldn't need a North Face to watch Netflix. Or, like, get a jumper on. I'm literally, you can see my breath in the air. It's so cold. It's not 1823. Do you want me to, like, sweep out the chimneys and start giving birth in the bath as well? Can we, like, what is this, like, like the thing about heating that people freak out about? Why do we have it? I tried to put a pair, of, a pair of boxer shorts in the tumble dryer the other day and my mum literally looked at me like I said, um, I was thinking of going up to Granny's grave there and defecating over the stones. What would you, it was Tuesday, would that suit you? Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely absurd. make matters worse I had one of those days uh, was it on Thursday yeah oh yeah do you know that other thing that really annoys me by the way when people say oh you just totally lose track of yourself on those days between Christmas and New Year's like I haven't even known what day it is for four for four or five okay look at your phone Deirdre look at your phone it's got the time date and day on it and if, if that's too much for you we're, we're putting you in a home because you've obviously lost all semblance of reality and cognizance. You're obviously gone, okay? Oh, I don't even know what day it is. Anyway, I went to the pub, came home, and one of my stocking filler presents this year, which is actually brilliant, is an electric razor. And in a sort of mix between, like, the Royal Tenenbaums and Teenage Werewolf, I decided to perform a little body haircut, do a bit of landscaping. Because I've got a very, I don't I weirdly, by the way, because I, I hit puberty extraordinarily late. Genuinely, when I was, like, 14 or 15, one of the Mount Amber girls came up to me and was like, oh, my God, Mark, like, all the other guys have beards. Like, did you get laser? And I'm like, eh, no. Literally hit puberty so late, but for whatever reason, I have like a very hairy chest, and uh, that's that area below your chest, you know, some people uh, just basically just a big fat belly, but very hairy. So I was like, oh, here, I'll just give this lovely little trim. Standing in front of the mirror, listening to Elliot Smith Angelus. Oh no, Needle in the Hay. But uh, standing in front of the mirror, get this razor out, like, let's see what this little boy can do. So I turned it on with one of the blades on it, does absolutely nothing. And then here was the absolute moment of genius. I took off the blade. Fuck. 
So I literally have a complete stripe now across my chest. I look like some sort of flag from a Pacific Island country. I look ridiculous. So then my only option was shave everything off. So now from the neck down, okay, there is literally not a hair on my body. I look like a baby bell. I literally look like a baby bell. But the worst thing is then, once I got to the area around my nipples, I panicked. And I was like, I'm not going to shave or I'm not going to shave my nipples. Because what happens if like one of them comes off? I can't like knock on my mum's door over Christmas at like 2am be like mum I've just shaved off my nipple so now basically I've got this like completely bare chested sloppy body because I thought maybe with the bare chest I'll all of a sudden be ripped no Mark you literally just look like an egg and now I've just got these two hairy sort of uh, whole like circle things around my nipples so girls if you're single I'm still single disastrous Okay, but let, let's let's get into it though now. So it's the new year. I actually love this so much. Like I love the new year, new me stuff. It's brilliant. I mean, I think the thing that I love the most about it is <laughs> is that with some of these people, you know, posting these things about like new year and new me, you'd swear they think they get like a blank slate because it's January the 1st. You know what I mean? You don't just, it's not like you've just got a reset. You know, you cheated on your wife, Declan, on the 27th of December. You're still going to be, like, you know, you don't just get a free card now. This isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. There's not, like, a morality envelope with your name on it. You don't just become a good person because you've torn out the page of the calendar. You know, it's absolutely outrageous. Oh, yeah, you know, here we are now, 1st of January, licking his lips and clapping his hands, you know, yeah, delighted to be starting again now and pressing the reset button. No, Cormac, you literally assaulted somebody outside Supermax in Galway, in Air Square, on Christmas Eve. You're going to be tried in a court of law. You were last seen with a sock over your phallus, throwing a curry chip at a group of nuns. You're going down. You, you know what I mean? You deserve to go down. Like, do you imagine, imagine, like, do you think if Ted Bundy showed up, like, to the judge on the 1st of January, you know, but after, you know, committing a month-long heinous crime spree of murdering innocent women in December, but if he was wearing, like, gym gear and was drinking a juice of, like, matcha tea, the judge was going to let him off. You must be outside of your mind. Signing up to an overpriced Pilates course taught by a middle-class vegan is not going to make you and your soul any more intact. No amount of Instagram posts with weird sloppy bowls of yogurt with muesli and like fruit I could never pronounce sprinkled on top will turn back time and change, change your behaviour. Also, by the way, you're putting filters on muesli. What is going on here? There are literally more filters in this photo than a fucking children's swimming pool in a Spanish apartment complex. Have you lost your goddamn mind? You know, these vegans now. I'm a vegan now. But the worst... And by the way, shout out all the vegans. You're doing a better job of life than I am. But you know the worst people? These vegans who say they're vegans, but then they look at you and follow up with something like, oh yeah, but like... No, don't worry. Like, I'm not like other vegans. Like, I still eat meat and stuff. Uh, okay. So, you're not a vegan. 
You literally just, you're worse. You're worse than any vegan. You just want the perception of being a better person than the rest of us without actually doing anything good. New year, new me. Would you give, I just feel like for me, I can like feel it in my bones. No, that's the, that's probably the ketamine you did on New Year's love. I just feel like this year is going to be really big for me. You know, it's a year about me. I'm going to invest and like harness all my energy into me. By the way, you always do that. You're a self-centered narcissist. That's what you do every year. You did the exact same last year, but you brained it because you went out with a rich city banker for six months and you dropped all of us and then he dropped you and now you're back in the yoga, eat, pray, love vibe. You've done your little titties. Do you know what I mean? I also think like, it's just these sort of like the quotes, like inspirational quotes. I mean, everybody just wa- everybody just wants a quick fix. No one wants to put the work in. You know, no matter when the chips are down, the world turns their back on you. Now is the time to be a fighter. Your back's against the wall and show everyone's who's boss. No, 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 no. You cheated on your boyfriend last Thursday and you've gotten caught. Stop making bad deeds seem more poetic because you're putting up a quote in a weird font. Also, the world hasn't turned its back on you. Like, this won't be brought up in the next G8 summit. You know, Lauren O'Shea gave somebody a hand job on Harker Street, even though she's just about to move into a flat with her long-term boyfriend. Kofi Annan won't be writing about this in his memoirs. You know, Mary Robinson is going to be doing speeches about this. She's actually too busy defending uh, the worst people in the world, which is so mental, by the way. Has anybody been reading about that? She's completely done her tits. Um, But anyway, sorry, back to the podcast. But this is the time that we live in now. People want one, you know, just one thing fixes everything. It's like these self-help books. Don't get me started on self-help books. I have such reservations about them. Because the majority of them, by the way, they don't actually require the reader to do any real work. Also, do you know what should be a crime punishable by death? If you're an author who releases more than one self-help book, your book should be burned and you should be arrested. Because surely that defeats the purpose. If you're releasing more than one self-help book, you're acknowledging the fact that your first self-help book was complete and utter dog shit. Oh, the secret unlocked. No, no, what about the first secret? Remember when you wrote the first secret, Rhonda Byrne, and I bought when I was like 14 and I was super inspired because I'd sort of just grown out of the goosebumps but hadn't gotten around to reading To Kill a Mockingbird yet and I read The Secret and I literally thought that I was God's gift. You know, you you read these self-help books and then you write a second one. What are you doing? Imagine, you know, (laughs) if if what you were saying is true, why would you need to update it with a new edition? A magician, good God, uh, edition. When Jesus of Nazareth cured um, that leopard, you know, he performed the miracle on the leopard and that was it. He didn't say to him, like, you know, listen, uh, here's a prescription for antibiotics. Uh, Come back to me now in a couple of weeks if it's still itchy and we'll have a chat. Absurd. You're supposed to be curing people of these things. So you're as bad as the people who buy these books. Again, easy fix. One quote, one book, one diet to cure all of our ailments. Actually, of all those self-help books, though... <clears throat> excuse me, have you seen these ones? These ones drive me up and beyond and over the wall. Books that curse in them. Unnecessary cursing, by the way. Getting shit finished and other rules of living a badass life. Okay, I hope this is a hardback because I literally want to beat you with it. Also, why are you qualified? 
what have you done before writing this book? Like genuinely, you see these books generally in the airport because that's where, you know, the vulnerable and naive generally do their literature shopping. But you see these books and it's like, yeah, yeah, 10 ways. It's always a list, always a list. You know, 10 ways to complete your badass self and stop giving a fuck. Why are you cursing at me? I want to go on. I always look up those authors and you'll always find the person, the author of this book, it's like literally worked as a marketing manager for a soft drinks company for the last eight years. And then all of a sudden just decided to invest their, uh, invest their savings into self-publishing a book. And because they did a little glossy font and maybe they know someone in the publishers, they release it. It's absolute dog shit. They're not qualified. Also, but then you've got the other side of the self-help books, like that Eckhart Tolle guy, you know, The Power of Now. And I read that at one point in my life and I thought it was good, but halfway through I just realised this is totally absurd. You know, his message is all about just live in the moment. If you truly exist in the moment, you can never experience pain. And in theory, yeah, I get that. But like, Eckhart... I just stub my toe on the couch, okay? And I'm currently experiencing pain that is worse than heartbreak. How could I possibly live in the moment? By the way, I am probably the worst of all people when it comes to expecting immediate results. Like, I don't want to do things for a long time either. I, if I do one thing, I want the result immediately. I tried one of those juice diets a few years ago. Do you remember when juice diets were like a huge thing and everyone was like, this is the new wave? Is it, yeah? I don't really hear too much about it now, do you? Uh, all those saviours. You know, the pontificators talking about the juice diets, they seem to have uh, receded back into the sort of wellness wilderness. Anyway, I actually did try one of those juice diets. Uh, four days, not a single bit of food entered my body. Four days on the juice. My juice of choice, sunny delight. Literally. Both my legs had to be chopped off. Four days on Sunny Delight. I looked like... I had to be carried out of a spin class in Clontarf, looking like Lieutenant Dang. You know Lieutenant Dang? You know that scene in uh, Forrest Gump when Forrest sort of has to run back into um, the forest, ironically, to like get Lieutenant Dang. And Lieutenant Dang's like, I want you to leave me here, Forrest. And he's like, no, I'm taking you with me. That was me getting carried out of a spin class. The biggest disaster and shambles ever. Also, my teeth are now non-existent. Sunny Delight. That's, that's got like almost half the amount of sugar as one of those cinnamon Christmas gimp drinks that they have in Starbucks. Absolute insanity. My second, and not the first, by the way, as you know, the sort of scroll, the list of my, uh, like, athletic failures is a list longer than Schindler's. A few years ago, I decided I'd get into running because my sister is, like, an incredible runner and has done a bunch of things. I was like, right, this is going to be me. This is me now. Went out for, like, a quick run just around the house. <laughs> like, just around the local area for about 15 minutes. Came back thinking I was Paula bloody Radcliffe. Signed up for a 10k in Clonakilty in West Cork. One of the most beautiful parts of the world, by the way. But I uh, signed up for a 10k because a friend of mine was going out to run the marathon. But I thought I'd do the 10k. You know, just take it step by step. Went down on the Friday night. We had to get up at like 7am to go to this, into the centre of town to do the 10k in the morning. Well, him and the marathon, but me 
with the 10k and obviously got down to West Cork like late on the Friday night must have been around 10 or 11 o'clock so he was like we should hit the bed hit the hay you know we had to get up at like 7 um, and I was like yeah of course but we should probably go in quickly just to the pub near the cottage and have like 8 to 10 pints of Guinness so we did that woke up with a belly dodgier you know when you wake up and you just know that you're unsettled and you're like this is not going to be a pleasant day I woke up with like a stomach dodgier than somebody who sells tannin injections out of his boot in a car park (laughs) you know those guys you see the steroid guys who always seem to be selling like teeth whitening kits and tannin injections anyway I woke up feeling dodgy we arrived into this hotel we all got like our bibs uh he went off to like the actual athletes who were like getting ready for the marathon and then me and like a bunch of other people got pushed to like the front of the queue which is incredibly degrading and uh I was like oh this is a nightmare I'm so fucking hungry I need to eat something or I might faint on this run and the event was sponsored by Clonakilty Pudding and which is by the way best pudding and sausages in the world and uh, they had set up like a stall they're going to be giving people like breakfast rolls with Clonakilty pudding after they finish the race but me literally being the biggest buffoon this side of Portobello's um I was like let's get a breakfast roll in me now this will make this will give me the energy I need for the run I swear to god this is true by the way because it's very similar to a Michael Scott story in like episode or season four of The Office. But I devoured this breakfast roll with the black pudding, lined up. And then as soon as I started running, I was like, oh shit. All I could taste in my mouth was like, you know, you know when you're feeling sick, okay? And then like the sides of your mouth start filling up with water. That's when you know you're gone. That's literally when you know you're gone. And I sort of had to keep my head like... Back, like backwards over my shoulders like a Pez dispenser that had been broken and just like running back and people are walking like literally walking by because this is the 10k most people are doing this like casually with their friends and there's me thinking I'm you know Usain Bolt going I'm going to smash this and they're like yeah right fella and I'm like no I'm literally the opposite of alright next thing you know less than one minute and 30 seconds into the race I'm in a ditch and I'm throwing up it was horrendous again for listening to Sunday Roast guys I really appreciate it you've been incredibly nice over the last few months only a couple of months actually it just seems like a lot of time has gone by since the first one but yeah thanks a million as I said the Patreon page is now live I know everybody's fucking smashed after Christmas like I am so I'm not expecting anything mental but if you if you're interested in the Sunday Roast and you want to subscribe to it and keep the show alive and see where we can bring it please donate that would be amazing And as always, uh, yeah, send me suggestions of what you want to see roasted and we'll go from there. Uh, Look after yourselves. Have a good week. It's a fucking difficult time for the brain, so just like go easy on yourselves. AKA, don't just go around roasting people. (laughs) 